yes. episode. Oh, yeah. Get a little close. Well, you? you know, got to make sure I'm here. <laughs> yeah, you know, got to have MySpace, got to have his, but uh, pretty soon we're just going to be touching feet. Yeah. And then... <laughs> I could potentially be sitting in your life. <laughs> what a start. Okay, episode nine of Sports Banter at, you know, the request of the public. They want it? Hey, we're you giving want it, it to we're going to give it. And that's what this relationship's going to be. That's right. Uh, you know, a give and take, if you will. Episode 9 with Mr. Peanut and... The Polar Bear. The Polar Bear. We're both collars shirted up a little bit today. Yeah, you know. I, I disrobed from my uh, oh. from 9 to 5 and uh, kind of dabbled into my own little Irish thing. I which, know, and I'm loving it. Well, okay, I was going to say, are you going to give me shit now on camera or... <laughs> No, you, I was, was talking it before. I was, <laughs> yeah, I like, turned into it an, an asshole. It was an interesting test. It was like, let's see, what, let's see what's up. No, I'm going to stay committed. <laughs> Big UFC week this week, which uh, we haven't talked about since Poirier and McGregor 2. But sometimes UFC will put together a weekend where they we got multiple belts on the line. And this is one of those weeks. Dana so, White just keeps taking money from me. So, yeah, we asshole. got three championships on the line this week, which is awesome. I, you know... Am I going to buy the pay-per-view? Potentially. But regardless, we're going to go through it. We're well, I mean, after the it. McGregor thing, I'm already at ESPN+. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, Plus. I mean... Yeah, we're going to have to call somebody on Friday, make sure <laughs> yeah. we're all squared away. Yeah. But let's just dive into it. So we got the first, you know, and how the card goes, the best fights last, headliner. Everyone knows the rules. Uh, we got Bantamweight Championship, which is Peter, spelled P-E-T-R. You got to throw the E in there. Just be a real Peter. I don't As Rick said, he's from <laughs> Russia, so... Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pete, Peter Jan, the champion, versus Algerman Sterling. Uh, it is a pick'em, betting-wise. Uh, what do you think here? So for me, I'm just going to take Sterling. Um, a big thing for me... Interesting. Okay. Yeah, you're welcome. Go ahead. You know, the big thing for me in UFC is I'm... And I was telling Rick this earlier, is a lot of people are just comfortable, you know, on their feet. And I, I do like, you know, with football, I have my, you know, my comfort zone of where I, you know, position my thoughts and with, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the gentleman's first name, but Sterling's gentleman. Uh, yes. Of course. <laughs> um, Sterling is, he's good on the ground. A lot of the fights that I, you know, again, I've just kind of prepared myself a little bit off of Peter cause I'm not, you know, fully invested in watching every single fight. Um, a lot of the Sterling fights, a lot of his, you know, TKOs or KOs have been by tap out or, you know, guys on the ground. And to me, that just kind of pushes a lot of uh, how I see um, this fight going. Uh, now, if I'm looking at Peter, he's got a lot of power. He could pop, you know, anybody. But yeah. for me, I'm going to take Sterling based off the fact that he's really good on the ground. And that's just kind of like my bread and butter for my brain, if you will. In terms of. You know, UFC. If you can get him to the ground and you're a ground guy, that's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Because um, there's so many guys that are so uncomfortable on the ground. I mean, even Conor yeah. McGregor, you know, we talk about McGregor a lot. Like, he in the beginning was very easy about moving out, but he was always uncomfortable on the ground. Yeah, he's he, like one of the worst on the ground. To exactly. Be, to be honest. Yeah. Um, he's flexible, can move out, but. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. If, if that's a deficiency in the game. However, I'm taking uh, Peter with no ease. There's because an E in his name. There's no E. There's one there's, E. There's, there's, it's, oh. it's Petter, if you're going to say Where am it. I looking? Okay. Well, I need two E's then. We're on vocab. <laughs> We're on enunciation. But, of course. Uh, no, he, uh, the last fight I saw, well, it had to be the last fight he was in, which was the Jose Aldo oh, destruction. Uh, yep. That mm -hmm. was bad. And, you know, 
Jose Aldo is a legend of the game, so they gave him every chance in the book like be in that fight. But really, that just amounted to him getting his ass whooped for a longer period of time. Also, I watched a face-off, and uh, Alderman Sterling gets kind of like awkward trash talk. You know, when it's like some of these guys are good at it. Some of them, it was like a forced, like, I'm, I'm going to be my, hard. Yeah. It was like yeah. he didn't know what to say, but he was trying to, like, say something. I, I just didn't get it. Okay, I didn't he was know like, that. No, yeah, yeah. No, see, the, it was weird. So that kind of threw me off, and I was like, all right, well, I'll take the Russian guy at the at the end of the day if it's going to be, uh, you know, it, it was, it seemed forced. And he's had a great run to get to Bantamweight uh, title shot, and, you know, more credit to him. But I'm taking the Russian. I think he, I think this is a hot take, but oh. he's going to defend this and win, I think, by knockout, and he will lose the next time. You put money on the knockout? I put 20 on it out of your 200. Okay. okay. Sure. I'll put 20 I'll, uh, on the first round knockout. Oh, God yeah. damn. All right. Peter's coming out hot. Good heavens. He's, he's really a... He's I'm upset I don't have an E. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, really though, the turning point for me was watching the face-off and listening to Sterling. Because I was kind of like in before, but then I was like, eesh. All right. Either trash talk or you don't. Note it. Don't be weird. Rick's putting 20 on Just don't a be weird. first round knockout. Uh, and then, okay, next Can't fight. Can't wait to make that money. Ooh, this, <laughs> this is interesting because of just the size differences, what we were talking about before. Very excited but, for this fight. you know, one of the, if not the best women's MMA um, artists in the world, Amanda Nunez, she's, I don't know how many uh, titles she's won in a row. A lot. Enough. Uh, and she smokes whoever she faces. But she's going against Megan Anderson, who also in the face-off looked massive. Yeah. In terms of, like, height I, and, you know. I think what makes Megan look so big is she's so lanky. Yeah. You know, she's got... The, yeah. She's got super long legs. Her arms are, like, fucking gorilla arms. You know, they're yeah. just... They're, she's just... She's a tall and long individual. She has the attributes that, you know, make you a special athlete, let's say that. Yeah. The odds here are drastically, like, in favor of yeah. is just based on, you know, her track record, and she's an absolute animal. And if, and if we're talking ground game, I think uh, if it goes to the ground, Megan Anderson's not going to be in a good shape. Uh, yeah. You know. I mean, I might I might disagree with that. Just no? Because of <laughs> how, you know, just I feel like Megan Anderson is fairly confident on the ground. Again, yeah. Anderson is, you know, I mean, not Anderson. Um, let's put um, it this way. Amanda Nunes is like, yeah. let's put it this way. I'm not even fighting, but if I were to fight her, I, I would be deathly scared scared of how heavy her hands would yeah. feel. It, she, it, she just has so much power in her punch. Yeah, her boxing is unreal in the yeah. women's MMA world. I think, like, Joanna John Chick is, like, second in terms of boxing skill, but... It doesn't seem like anyone's up to her speed. And to put it in like perspective, I think it's it's it would be a massive upset if uh, Megan pulls that off. And I'm trying to compare it to something. I mean, kind of like when McGregor lost to Diaz the first time. Yeah. You know, it was that kind of kind of similar fighters. Yeah. If you will, like you know, brawlers. Yeah. 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 Amanda Nunes. You know, you think of let's just put it into Conor McGregor's like scope. You know, a little more comfortable and just laying the hands on you megan might be you know a little, you know like the diaz just mm-hmm. you know you just let me let me tire this fucker out you know? <laughs> you know but you know we're talking about two different fighters you know and that's so there's so many variables but i think just i'm really excited for this fight mm-hmm. i mean 
I'm going to take Anderson. You know, You're just, taking the underdog. I am. Wow. I, I'm taking the underdog based off of just, I don't know, the odds like you, like you wrote them down are really weird. And, you know, fuck it. I'll take the underdog. If she gets knocked out, I'm still going to be happy because I can see Amanda <laughs> Nunez just knock the yeah, shit out of I, someone. I'm going to take Nunez. Uh, I just think, I don't know. I haven't really seen a close fight that she's been in. Like, maybe earlier in her career because she does have... Uh, like a few losses, I think, but I mean that could have been you know one of her first two professional yeah. fights. But ever since uh, the Rousey fight, when she just absolutely unloaded on her and yeah. made, it basically retired on Rousey, and was like, "Who is this chick?" Like, holy smokes! So I think it's gonna be an early shutdown again. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going first round KO on that too. It's gonna be an electric night and if it's going happen. my way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the last one, light heavyweight title match. I'm taking all underdogs, actually. Which would be John Jones's uh, division, but he's like in, you know, Coke World, and he's yeah, he has had many a problem. But let's just touch on that just for yeah, a second. Sure. It's just he, I mean, in terms of talent, he's the most talented guy. But the UFC ever, has but... given him so many chances, and it's it's just like oh, and they'll continue doing it. I know so. who's the guy, uh, the wide receiver that got popped for a lot of drugs continuously. Josh Gordon. There we yeah. go. I mean, dude, it's okay, just that's a pretty the NFL. Analysis. The NFL has given him so many shots. It's the same, you know. The UFC. Yeah, I mean, he's Dana White's boy. Like he wants him to succeed, but bro, he keeps. Just... Well, it's all about the revenue he brings in, and then he hasn't lost, so there'll always be people that want to watch. But the like you said, the uh, storyline of, I mean, the off the mat issues, if yeah. you if oh. you will, yeah, off the mat, huh? uh he's a tremendous like all-time fighter arguably you know could be greatest of all time right there with Khabib but uh off I mean it's a mess but eventually he'll come back I think uh maybe to fight Adesanya who if he wins this will be a double uh he'll, he'll be the middleweight champion of the world and the light heavyweight champion of the world so it's Adesanya versus Jan Blachowicz uh Polish the Polish I'm taking the, the Polish ball. pair I'm told <laughs> That's you know, Jan. I'm taking take it him. easy, buddy. You're I, I, I will say, than me. <laughs> I will say I'm taking Jan. I like that pick actually. I I haven't watched a lot of these. I haven't watched these two guys fight a lot. But you Jan, know who Dominic Reyes is? No. Okay. Well, he's from Victorville. Well, Victorville. Um, but Sore subject. With he me was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He fought John Jones last, and actually. You know, oh, okay. went, went the full distance with him, and some people thought arguably he could have won that by decision. But Jan knocked that guy out. And oh, shit. So, you know, that's his last fight. Knowing that now, I'm still going to stick with my pick. Yeah. I, I think, I don't it know. Like, answer pick, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I think it's just so, I like these underdogs for this, yeah. for this, uh, you know, title fight these week, this weekend. And I think Jan, I think a big thing for me is I did watch just to kind of refresh myself on who he was and how he fought, he's got a lot of power. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, you know, I probably knew who that guy was that you spoke of Dominic. Yeah. But, uh, you just have to like, I, see it. Yeah. I just didn't know his, you know, again, names and myself aren't very good. Um, if you haven't figured that out, by episode <laughs> nine. it's in every episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, names get. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's just the way he fights. And again, he kind of reminds me of like uh, Amanda with those heavy hands and, yeah, those they don't take a toll on you. I think uh, I like Yon too, just off the bat. Whenever you're like moving a weight class, it's always I I don't know if the fighter like really takes in the difference of 
uh, athlete they're going to be fighting. Adesanya is undefeated right now, and he's awesome to watch, except for the Yoel Romero fight, which was uh, watching paint dry, was the, the term you'd use in that respect. But he, he doesn't seem like, and this is purely just weight, but Jan is just like a stout 205. Like, that guy yeah. is probably walking around like 240 maybe, 230. And Adesanya is like beefing up to be in this division, so he can have this massive fight with John Jones. That's the ideal matchup for probably the UFC, Adesanya, and Jones. But Jan's going to blow that shit up immediately because Adesanya is super talented, obviously. Jan is a, he's just a bigger individual who's going to, you know, he's going to try to keep it standing up. And I don't see like Adesanya having too much of an advantage on the ground. So if we're just going to stay toe-to-toe, man-to-man, I'm going to take the bigger guy every time. So I'm taking the Polish pair. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I, I think just to just add just a little, you know, little, no, what? little shot here for you. But again, you bring up weight. You know, he's comfortable at his weight, you Mm -hmm. know, where you have Adesanya who's moving up, like you said. And not to say that, you know, just going up in weight is this massive, like, disadvantage. No. That's not what I mean. No, no, no. And I I wasn't, I wasn't pinging on that at all. I think what, I think it adds a layer of preparation, though, that you have to factor in. And that you haven't had. That you haven't had. So, you know, I'm not going to say that that's going to alter you know, our, I mean, I don't think it's going to alter our decisions anyway, yeah. but I think while watching the fight, if we do end up paying for it, I mean, I already got ESPN plus, so screw it. I'll probably watch it. Um, if I don't have I'll to probably watch it. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, m- the big thing with me is it's that level of preparation, but also something that you've never had to prepare for. You're, you're also a little heavier, so you're not used to, you know, it's yeah. not used to right. throwing that, weight, that around, weight around, moving that weight around. So is your cardio up to par? I mean, we saw it with Conor McGregor, you know, like, again, we keep pinging back to yeah. that, but he's fought in, what, three different three weight different classes. Weight classes yeah. um, so just kind of viewing that, a lot of people said that, you know, you're tired, you don't understand, but not to say that Adesanya can't do that. Right. You know, and I think it's just going to be really interesting to see. I mean, again, like I said, these fights are going to be really nice this weekend. I think the best part about UFC is that, you know, when these fights are getting started and, like, they have the walkout, anything can happen like, I, in I, your head. Is It's the best. Was That's why I like it. the exact same thing. That's yeah. why I like it because that fight could go a thousand different ways. Adesanya could be just dominant and tactical, and Jan might smoke him, like, once, and that might end it, you know? Who knows with all of those fights. And if Nunez goes down, holy smokes. That's maybe the biggest upset in UFC like history. So super excited for like three title fights. It's always fun when a title or a, like the main card has more than one title fight too. Even if it's not like the main uh, stars of it. Yeah, I think it also an extra flair. It does. And also just to add on that, it just... It, it as a fan you're preparing for these oh, yeah. great you're fights you're gearing up yourself exactly yeah, versus you're, like you're going in there. all right there's a big title fight at the end like i don't care about yeah. the, i don't care about the other cards but now it's like oh shit like I, where am i going to be during yeah. these times it's like, about like an hour of championship fights yeah so you know, Plus, it's cool if, to see people just beat the shit yeah, out of Yeah, and you other. know, it's an acquired taste but once you acquire it good yeah. luck getting it up no <laughs> absolutely not you're fiending uh, for the blood so to break it down, uh, oh, excuse that's me. That's my knee. Yeah, no, okay. Well, that's what we're we're close. close. We're close. <laughs> uh, to break down the picks, I got Peter Yan. He's got Sterling. Sterling, baby. I got Nunez. He's got Anderson. We both got Yan. So and we'll Rick see how has that goes. the Amanda first round knockout out. of Nunez and Yan. That's oh, an aggressive shit. bet. That you know what? I'll parlay that. 
Okay, go well, ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm putting his. We mind just literally got to the degenerate gambler. Put less than mind ten mind in a pretzel. Yes, with exactly. Betting moves, Good which is only going to be enhanced when March Madness comes. Yes, and uh, he'll be saying, "Good parlay, luck for that." There's going to be numbers here. There's going to be numbers there. I'm up. I'm down. Who knows? <laughs> that's honestly, it's like one of the best parts, and emotionally draining. Before we, you know, jump into the next topic, we're, you know, we got to change cameras and shit when we go to different topics, and we got into the chair that Brian's sitting in. I, I found you, this beast, you know. You it probably can, you honestly, on you the, might be able to hear it, yeah. On the audio, you can probably hear the So he the goes, cracking. you know, he goes, I might break that damn thing, and I go, you know, if you do, it's electric content for us. <laughs> so now we're on chair watch. <laughs> Chair watch episode chair, one. Chair watch episode one. Keep that on your, the back of your mind. If you get this part in the podcast, like, okay, where's that chair, at, fellas? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, so man. far, so good. But you know, I'm real worried. Let me tell you I guys, I don't really know the origins of the chair. <laughs> so, anyways, little little background for you. But something we uh, we threw our I threw on this story uh, last week was the Kobe Bryant logo change. It's a topic that has been kind of been going on since uh, the, the tragic helicopter deal, which as a Laker fan, that was like one of the worst and weirdest experiences to have like one of your heroes die I agree. like that. It was brought back by Kyrie Irving when mm-hmm. they had a press conference and he's, he's very passionate about getting the logo changed from Jerry West and it's it's been that same logo for a really long time. I mean, Jerry West himself is like 107 Still making the Clippers below average. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the also, too, like, he's still a part. I mean, this is super random, and I probably don't no, really give us the random. This, but he's still a part of, like, the NBA. Like, he's yeah. still adding. Like, I hate to – I'm not trying to sound rude. All respect to the, the man and everything that he's done <laughs> in the M- NBA. But, like, there has to be a time where it's like, you know what, let me hang up this shit and go away, you know? Yeah, like, I mean – Probably not at this point. And, he's uh, still going. And, you know, we're talking about the Kobe logo change. I think there's a lot of push behind it. Yeah. I know you and I are on the same page. Yeah. And it's very similar to the Pete Rose thing. Pete Rose will never get into the Hall, the, of, Fame. The Hall of Fame until he is dead. Yes, we can yeah. Add, yeah. add that to the docket because <laughs> I would love to talk click, about click. that. <laughs> um, but they will not take – they won't add Kobe until Jerry's dead. Mm. That's, that's how I, interesting take. That's yeah. how I see things. Um, Unless he gives the blessing, probably. Yes. I can see that, too. Which yeah. Jerry drafted Kobe, actually. Yeah. I, enough. Or I, he traded for him. Sorry. I think the respect level is there um, yeah. from both parties. But just there's, you know, everything's political. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually really like your opinion, too, of if he gives his blessing, you yeah. know, <laughs> you know, you'll be <laughs> able to. Jerry was blessing. Yes. Yeah. What, what kind of blessing would that be? Like, I don't throw know. a basketball? But actually. <laughs> Jerry West spoke at something. It was either his funeral or something. And mm-hmm. he was just talking about like how much Kobe meant to him. Maybe it was just an interview. I don't know. But uh, they have a very close relationship in itself anyway. So like now that I'm I, – and honestly, I wasn't even thinking about this before the podcast. But if he was to just kind of take the reins and be like, hey, like I've had the logo for like a really long time. And basically Kobe's like a son to me. I'd love to like pass it on. What a, like a beautiful moment in sports that would be. I agree, and how you how you just put it like that. I think, as you know, I'm I'm a very fickle NBA fan. Yeah. But to have that, I mean, to me, I would be. This is gonna make me sound kind of corny, but I kind of be filled with emotions. Yeah. Just based off of one, how much he's respected, he respects the game, as we already know. Mm -hmm. Number two, he's 
kind of passing the torch to, in my mind, the most recognizable Mm -hmm. NBA athlete or athlete in the world. If we're going to stick to the NBA, I mean, it's Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant Mm -hmm. and probably LeBron and LeBron. But at this point, at this point, like what happened? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I hate to be rude. I don't think a lot of people know who's on the logo. Anyways, like. If you're like like you said, if you're a you know average NBA fan, like maybe not. And, yeah. Um, but I knew who it was, but yeah, I mean, there's I think there's yeah, there's probably eighty percent of the population or even NBA fans that don't know that gentleman's and name. And to that point, uh, even if you're not an NBA fan or a NBA regular, you probably know who Kobe Bryant is. Like not exactly just, not just from what happened, but bef- it's just like a global. I don't know what it was about him, but he was just a special individual that captured. You know, and you know he has his own. I actually own the book Mamba Mentality, and I think that's kind of what drew draws people in that weren't necessarily basketball fans, but just the way he went about life and uh, just his style of you know putting everything he had into his craft. Like anybody can relate to that, no matter what their craft is. And I will say, and I, I'm I'm a, I appreciate that you brought that up because for me to be placed on a logo, you have to have. It's got to go beyond the sport. Thank yeah. you. And that's actually what I wrote. I think I wrote it on my Instagram, on my story. Mm. And I posted that one, I think it's an, I think it just needs to be done. You know, what I'm falling back on for that is one, the fact that exactly what you said, you have to be an ambassador for the sport beyond the immediate fan. Mm-hmm. When you can pull people in to the sport that to me shows you've accomplished what the NBA wants. Yeah. You've brought in, and I, I, I'm talking more of like, this is going to sound business esque, but you've brought in more clients. Yeah. You know, you've brought in more fans. You're, you're building the revenue of the sport, but who's to say like someone saw who Kobe was and appreciated Mamba mentality and things like that. And then they love Kobe, but they like the Raptors, Mm -hmm. you know, that in itself, what he's done for the sport, but also what he's done in the community, what he's done on a personal level mm-hmm. to encapsulate what you want as a pure MBA and just a person. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to say this and some people may disagree, but I think in, mm-hmm. co- in Michael Jordan's prime, people were probably saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What Kobe has done to touch people's lives more internally I think is on a broader scale than what Michael Jordan has done. Yeah. I'll never not, I'll, I'm not knocking Michael at all. I just, one, social media is a lot bigger now. Yep. Two, I think we were able to see more of Kobe's life mm-hmm. than we were of Michael Jordan yeah. because of how much news, there's social media, there's Twitter, there's this, that, the other. I'm able to really grow up and live mm-hmm. with Kobe, mm-hmm. where with Jordan, it was more, that motherfucker's the goat of basketball, mm-hmm. and but I'm watching at it from afar. Yeah, um, totally. Um, the way you said growing up with Kobe, like that's what made the helicopter deal suck so much for me. That um, My uncle lives in LA, big uh, Laker fan, so that I kind of just grew up watching the Kobe and Shaq, and we, like, we won all the time. I was like, oh, this is great. Like, yeah. One of my teams finally wins something. But also what I was thinking when you were talking is the ability to have a logo that tells a story, it would be different than every other league. Yeah. Um, you know, the NBA, NFL has the shield. It is what it is. Like, it's very, like, known, but th- there's no story there. Um, it's also not points-driven or, yeah. like, reward-driven yeah. as well. And, you know, due to the just awful awful accident that happened like it has a special meaning of like 
you know, so many different parts Remorse. of like life is yeah. precious. Um, you know, it could be anybody. Like it's Kobe Bryant. Never in a million years would have anyone expected uh that to happen. So to have, I think just having that storyline and you know, the NBA is pretty great at having storylines for different parts of their business. Um, I think it's, it'd be a tremendous value add for sure. Yeah, the logo. While you're talking about, it, I'm just thinking of things because yeah, I'm no. so passionate about it. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm all for it. I think it's really cool. You it's know? great. Yeah. And what you're saying is, it, it it putting Kobe Bryant on the logo emulates certain personal expectations of an athlete. Yeah, right. So like for me, as a I mean, young person that sees the NBA logo for the first time. Like you said, you had that experience with your uncle, things like that. Mm-hmm. What's the NBA logo? That's Kobe Bryant. Oh, He's, yeah. He did this. He did that. He did this. These were his his achievements in the NBA. And then on the other side of it was he also lived life. Mm-hmm. So you can look at it from two different realms. And yeah. I, while you're talking about it, that's it's just I, I, I'm not, I can't I can talk about this till I'm blue in the face. Yeah, I think it just needs to happen. Like you said, I think there needs to be a process of how it must mm-hmm. be done. Um, but yeah, it's just. I'm getting more passionate. Like yeah, it's almost it's bringing cool. tears to my eyes yeah. because you start thinking about like what Kobe did, the effect that he had on myself. I know he had an immense mm-hmm. effect on you and we never personally knew him. Right. But his achievements right. in life brought us closer to mm-hmm. him. And I, again, like I kind of harken back to like Michael Jordan, people are Michael Jordan fans, but did you really actually grow up to mm-hmm. really know who he was as a person mm-hmm. right well, you know like uh, it's just it's a completely different it's almost uh, I, I swear to god like i'm yeah, almost no, gonna I start crying i can feel it i can feel it i love it uh because it's so true that you know there's great athletes that are fun yeah. to watch but there's also people that inspire you to you know be better in your own life and that doesn't necessarily mean being the next kobe bryant no his whole pitch was like be the best, you know, Patrick Downing, be the best Brian McArdle that whatever your craft is every day, just be meticulous in it and, you know, take pride in it. And, uh, you know, I think the bottom line is like, it has such a great storyline and, you know, based on just the conversation we're having right now, just imagine how many different people have been impacted by Kobe in some yeah. way and around the world too. It's not just, you know, the U S uh, tremendous following everywhere. I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. I would like the NBA to just reach out to Jerry West and, like, just see what he says. And, you know, if he's not about it, like, okay, then we'll readdress it. But uh, that's how I feel like that should kind of, like, be started and just see what he has to say and I agree. take it from there. And something just to – like, just a quick opinion on it. But I don't want it made, like, big. Yeah. I just want it to be done in a very respectful manner. I don't need a fucking celebration of, like – this is what we're doing. You know, like I just literally need like Jerry West has stepped away from, has given his blessing on allowing Kobe Bryant to be the new logo of the NBA. And you know what? Like who's to say these conversations aren't being had already. Right. right. Um, but and I they mean, probably are honestly. Yeah. I mean, maybe make the NBA MVP. Like you just make that the Jerry West award or something. Or something. Like that. Yeah. And yeah. there's ways around it. Yeah. Sure. Cause you know him, I think he's, I'm not going to say that his accolades, his personal accolades, aren't what set him up for being the NBA logo. Mm-hmm. But I think, oh man, I hate to say this, to more recent NBA fans, it means more. Yeah, yeah. To and have Kobe. To have Kobe, yeah. yeah. Of course. And, and I hate you know, to say that, and yeah. I don't want to knock anybody on what they've done and their accomplishments in their own sport. But, oh man, I just, 
Just fucking do it. I think, <laughs> I, yeah, I, lastly, and, you know, we've, we've pretty much nailed it, I think. Yeah. Um, if you don't get our passion yeah. about this, I don't know what to tell <laughs> Kobe you. Kobe was my favorite. I mean, I got two Kobe jerseys on the wall, eight and 24. I just think, like, the impact and the era that he lived is, you know, we're 26, 27. We were kids, and we watched it grow up, as you said. And it's way more relevant to, yeah. like, the world that we live in now. And, you know, due to what happened, like you said, and I think the main point is it's not all about accolades. It's about the impact he had on people. Yes. And, I mean, it just seems like a no-brainer to me to yeah. make that change and and the NBA will be ahead of the curve once more. Like, they make all these genius decisions all the time. So, uh, I would I would think maybe, like, in the next year, like, in the offseason, maybe they would go through it or whatever. And But, you know, Kyrie Irving, shout out to him for, uh, you know, taking the – taking the time out of his media deal to address it, and he feels passionate about it, obviously. And I guess to that point, like, a lot of those NBA players had a relationship with him. Too, yeah. So He was their big brother, or right. even their brother. Right. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah, we're super passionate about that. We think it should be changed, and uh, only time will tell if, uh, if that's the case. This is great stuff, man. Episode 9 is freaking rolling. Rolling, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rolling. Rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, diving into the NFL now, we got obviously Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. Well, now it's only been Deshaun to begin with that he wants out. Now it's Russell Wilson as well. Not uh, he has not requested a trade, but he's been like, ah, because he has no trade clause, right? So, but so he's like, ah, if you trade me to these places, aka the Chicago Bears are one of these four teams, I'll be okay with it. It's the Bears, Cowboys, Saints, and I can't think of the last. There was only four. I think it was the Raiders. Yeah, it was, that was, it was the Raiders. Raiders. So, I'll tell you this: brings a lot of joy to my heart to hear Russell Wilson, and I, I literally check every day to see if anything's oh, wow. happening. Commitment from Russell this Wilson man. wanting to come to the Bears. That's like literally got himself being like, "Hey, trade for Russell Wilson. Are you alive down there?" To the Bears GM. And, you know, it just, Whoa. yeah, because, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, baffled here because the Bears GM, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? You're right. Just go and get him trade everything. I don't give a fuck. Like, you can't do anything without a quarterback. Everyone knows that. One of the best ones in football is fed up and wants out. And granted, you know, the Seahawks aren't just going to let him go. So I'm sure it's more of that, no. you know, unwillingness than the Bears GM, you know, he stinks. But we, is he we, smart enough to make that move? Though? I don't. Yeah. Is he preller enough to make Ooh, the move? I love is the he name preller enough that. to make the move? If I'm just saying, if I'm the Bears GM, that changes our entire, you know, outlook on next year. It does. You get Russell Wilson, you re-sign Allen Robinson. Way in the city of Chicago is dancing in the streets, baby. Because we, we're coming for that Packer ass. We're back to relevancy, and we're not dropping wide open touchdowns in the Metro. Or not the Metrodome. The I don't know. Whatever. Wherever the Saints play, it's still uh, it's a tough memory. Oh, I mean. <laughs> so yeah, aggressive, aggressive take for me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, I'm not a Bears fan by any means. Um, <laughs> But my thing is, is Russell Wilson wants out. It's very evident that he wants out, but he is kind of playing the cards right. Mm -hmm. He's giving these teams, instead of saying like Deshaun Watson, like 
just trading. Hey, let me out of there. You know, it's more these four teams, prepare yourself, figure it the fuck out like the Bears, (laughs) figure it out, put all the cards on the table from these four teams and offer me something. It's a smart move. I I mean, personally, I think it's a smart move. He Now, I personally think that Russell Wilson has all the gripes in the world. He's the most sacked quarterback in the NFL for like two seasons. To be honest, sorry to cut you off, but like, wasn't it surprising that he came out and was like, I'm kind of, I'm fed up with this. It makes sense after you go through it, but it's like, huh, I thought he was like never going to be the type of guy that would demand a trade. I actually am not shocked by what he did because he is a very vocal leader Mm -hmm. and he's also very and this is going to make me sound really weird, but very in touch with what he wants. So why not say that shit? And I hate to say this and you know, I respect Pete Carroll for what he did does. And you know, players coach every, you know, thing, the, the accolades are there for Pete Carroll from his players. I'm a nerd. I I, I know. I know. I know. Hold hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm talking about the (laughs) NFL, not the USC shit. Um, but He's a fucking control freak Mm. and he's not going to let Russell do what Russell wants. And also too, why the fuck aren't you listening to the dude? Dude, you have gold in your hand. Why fuck with it? So you're talking about when Russell Wilson went into, you know, their meetings or whatever and was like, here's what I think they should, we should do to be a better offense. And then they blatantly ignored him because he he brought that up. Yeah. And and it seems like teams are doing that to their star players. Like, I just don't get that. Oh my God. (laughs) Are coaches that egotistical to not accept that you have an immense asset literally sitting on your lap and you're not going to listen or even value his input i mean i'm pretty sure that russell actually tweeted the video of bill belichick and tom brady talking about routes Mm -hmm. and where tom thinks things should be played and then dude why not listen why wouldn't you listen it makes no sense i can go on and on and on about that it's it's you know if we're in college if we're in high school like i get it like you're the coach you're the player you don't know that much these, like, what's Russell Wilson, like, 32, 33? It's his job to like, know this. He's a professional quarterback and happens to be probably, like, top five. It's like, why wouldn't – and now it's come to this where, you know, he wants out. So all you had to do was take in maybe, like, 25% of what he said and implement that, and he probably would have been fine with that. Just be just based on – Genuinely. Yeah. Genuinely. But I, I'm saying – I don't want it to sound like we're just saying just accept 25%. you got to be no, genuine. No, no, I'm saying if you – like, because they accepted zero. So if they accepted Which is such a just off. a little bit about what he said should work, and he saw that you were actively working with him, he probably was like, okay, at least they did something I said. Because yeah. as a player, you know, you're used to being coached anyway. Um, to take 0% of, like, your star player's opinion, I just don't get that. Like, And they were clearly, as we talked about to even begin this podcast, they had problems offensively. Yeah, You could see it from afar. So... Bottom fucking line, Bears, get your shit together. Because we gear. don't want Foles. We don't want Trubisky. And anybody else, you, Mark Sanchez, no thanks. I don't want any of them. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. No, no. he's been a bear before. No. Get your shit in line, Ryan Pace, because there's two trades to make, and it's either one of these guys, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. You make one of them happen. You give us a chance to succeed. Or you try for both. 
You, no, you definitely try for both. Yeah. And you accept one. I mean, um, you're hoping that one gets accepted. You need. You just have to like, like you said, all the chips on the table. We're not going to be eight and eight. Why would you just settle for eight and eight? Enough about the Bears, but that's my. I need Russell Wilson. Need him. Chicago needs him. I need you <laughs> so bad. Um, and it would change our whole, you know, team. It like, really would. We'd be a twelve-one team. And to you know, just to pivot. So let's start. You know, like I think Russell Wilson. We both agree needs to go somewhere. Rick wants him to go to the Bears. To me, need I just, it. I just want him to go it. to a place. Honestly, I think the Saints would be a great spot for him. Yeah. I'm just gonna say that. Hold on, hold on. The only reason I say that is because you are look at Jameis Winston is their guy. But if you bring Russell Wilson oh, in, Jameis Winston is now number two. He's on the Bears now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Deshaun Watson, I think that'll. Be, I'm gonna say yeah. this, and I'm just. I'm a lot of people just are, fucking do it. Yeah. Okay. Look. <laughs> David Cooley, or whatever the fuck his last name is, the David head coach cool. oh. of, the, of the Texans. That was a bullshit hire. I'm just going to be – I'll be upfront with it. They expect an assistant coach for 20 years to come in and say, come on, Deshaun, I'll keep you yeah. here, son. That would have Fuck never, that. Never have worked. No. I think the Texans from the top down are fucked, so <laughs> – um, I hate to say it. No, I think so. Yeah. Deshaun, I think he needs to go somewhere where he can make a huge impact. If we're looking at it from, like, let's just look at where Russell Wilson wants to go with those four teams. I think the Saints is a great play for Deshaun. Um, you know, you get a little bit – you get an agile quarterback. You get somebody that, that can throw the ball. He's fucking smart. He's electric. So here's like, – That's I Drew mean, Brees. <laughs> obviously, that's a great fit because that team's already set. They were already in the playoffs, already won a game. Like, they're, they're right there. I mm-hmm. get that. But if you're on the opposite flip of the coin, if you're like the Jets or you're one of those teams, like this is such a crucial moment for you to transform your franchise through getting a player like Deshaun Watson. Great who's call, only yeah. 26, 27. That's going to be on your team for probably, you know, six years if he agrees to that. Um, and yeah, you're trading away a lot of picks and shit, but like, really, what are you drafting for to find a guy like Deshaun Watson? That's already got the pedigree. He's got yeah, the respect. Like, he's also very, I mean, teams are figure, still figuring out how to fucking deal with it. Yeah. So like if I'm the Jets and they just came to mind, why aren't you going all out? Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. You know, maybe they are, but you, one of these teams needs to make that move because you know, you're, you won, like, two games last year. You won three games. Like, are you just yeah. going to stay there, or are we going to make necessary changes? That bothers me so much when teams are horrible and they don't make active moves to get better. It's like, what are we in this for? Yeah, what are we, why are we it. sitting here? Yeah. Um. You know, and I, I, the Jets call is great. Yeah. You know, I think, you're right, why aren't these, I, I don't want to, this is going to sound like an asshole comment, but, like, why aren't these weaker teams personnel wise making a push for these two great quarterbacks and you know if i'm flipping to basketball obviously the cap's different whatever they're like the lakers traded like five first round picks including like swaps right one guy it's like yeah i don't hate that you know no you know why because we won a a championship because as a fan you're seeing the investment now right you're not seeing well Let's see well, how yeah. he does after the draft. But, oh, he's got three years. He's going to be the second string guy. You know, or he's, you know, what the Sam Darnold where he gets mono and can't even fucking play. Right. Like, are you serious? 
Come on, the kids in saying. high school still. That's what I'm saying. Is like when you have all these draft picks, and you're like, oh, I don't want to give up a draft pick. Just, that's why you have that's them, right? To use them for one of these guys that's going to change. Who's been proven to save be good cash? Already. Save your so cash. It is an investment when you're trading picks, but hey, you're you're at least telling your fan base we're trying. Yeah. And you think the Jets fans are going to hate Deshaun Watson coming in? Uh, no. No. No, you're talking about fans and things like that, but let's pivot to the J.J. Watt move. Right. What That's a quick pivot. That? What uh, the? Because it's so <laughs> stupid. Like, Well, uh, let's start with this. So he signed with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, who did retirement. You, who did you uh, want him to go to? Let's say that. I don't care. But let's don't, say, let's, okay, let's If just, I was going to pick a move, fit. honestly, like, just go play with your brother. In, in, Pittsburgh? in Pittsburgh, see, I would like that. Everybody wanted it. It was a huge story for the NFL. Oh my god! I was Dude, just <laughs> fucking just go to the Pittsburgh, go to the ice, and just stay over there. I'm I'm over JJ, <laughs> so I have a I have a you're moral on a, you're on a Mayfield rant right now. <laughs> yeah, he's you're, such a sack of shit. <laughs> I can't stand him. I you know I don't hate JJ Watt as much as that. I'm not sure where this is uh, really stemming from. I think it's your hate for the Texans is no, seeping over. No, 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 no. Spilling over no, the okay. JJ's pants. Look, <laughs> JJ, look at this is my personal opinion. If it's right, I, you know, that's great. If it's wrong, I don't care. But JJ moved. He went to Arizona, what, for two years or something like that? I don't know exactly what his. To me, that was a retirement move. Fucking, oh, okay. I go play in the sun. I'm, mm. I'm old, you know my I, my shoulder, my elbow, my fucking back, dude. JJ is a broken player. Dude. I don't think he's worth what they paid for. Dude. Him. No, show up, bro, because you have done dick. In I'm well. yelling at my phone right now, <laughs> but you have done dick at the Texans. I uh, he hasn't done shit. No, dude. He, he hasn't. He's been and hurt. you know He's been hurt a lot too. Exactly. You're a fragile player, but you act like you're fucking Captain America where you're not. You're not. There's a thousand more better defensive ends <laughs> in the NFL. And there's not even that many people in the NFL. So, fuck off. <laughs> End it there. End no, it there. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I got to say stuff. I actually wanted him to go to the Browns. I thought that would have been a pretty awesome uh, tandem between him and Garrett and Garrett, Garrett, that's a good the call. Browns shout Sam Haggerty shout out to you bro you didn't get him though so classic but uh, I think that, blame Baker Mayfield that, the caps too high <laughs> but that team was so close in that uh, Chiefs game to like take that leap I thought because they said he was considering it, or the Bills actually was one of the other teams he doesn't want to play in the snow um, so yeah he wants is, the retirement yeah, yeah. move so it was it seems like it was a you know West Coast team was the move which whatever okay. The Cardinals are okay. They were close to making the playoffs. I don't think J.J. Watt pushes them, you know, over the... Did you see the, the text he sent unless, to Kyler Murray? I believe in you, bro, or something like that. I came here because I believe in you. I've, I was like... Fuck off! I was like... Uh, this is a Baker he, rant. <laughs> this is. This is hardcore. Hardcore! <laughs> but when he signed there, I was like, okay, he must like... Uh, what's his name? Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Like, they must be really tight. I was like, okay... But when he saw, I mean, it's an okay move. I don't think that move is like we're going to the Super Bowl. Absolutely you know? not. I, I and I. So think, that's kind of what I'm missing. I think the, Arizona fans and JJ are banking on this Kyler DeAndre yeah. matchup, and JJ comes in and I can perform on defense. Yeah. I got you guys. Get the fuck out of here, dude. I think that like they need a few more moves defensively. 
Now it's early kind in of the offseason, yeah. so who's to say what could happen? But still, I don't think JJ's they're, gonna make it. The Cardinals, impact. like I said, they were a middle of the mill like team. They the Bears got in before them. That should tell you a lot. You know, they have a lot of improvement to do. I think Kyler Murray is uh, he's going to be he's a very good dual threat quarterback. But he um, also got but, hurt twice last year. And those games that they play in, they're all close with the Cardinals. They didn't blow out anybody. They no. won the even reason they were close to making the playoffs was they got a Hail Mary versus the Bills that gave them an extra win. Without that, weren't even in the talk. So, no. um, you know, interesting. I guess uh, if you like Arizona that much and you want to be on like a 10-6 and 6 team and get second place in the NFC West, then great move. Well, I mean, they, he can't make an impact on the yeah. field. So, well, he's gonna. They're gonna give him a shot, and then we'll see. He'll might get exposed. He will but get broken. There's also Chandler Jones in their side, who I like. He's also kind of in the same age bracket, though. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what it looks like. Obviously, they promised him something that he liked defensively. I, I think that's a big thing of like free agency. Early take. Do you think he'll play a full season? Like he doesn't get hurt once. Mm-hmm. No way. No I way. think he plays. I think he plays less than five half. games. That's aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> I, but I mean, he's been hurt a lot, um, and he's not consistent with playing hurt. I would go. Maybe he plays like nine games. So, but he's old though. Like, over half the a game. Over yeah, half yeah, a the game season. over half. All right, um, I'll push it to six. Push- <laughs> but, six games is my limit. Yeah, I mean, and I hope JJ, you hear this. I do like the splash of a. Quick NFL free agency signing, though, that was really early. That was planned. I, I honestly, yeah, I, I, but I'm saying let's get the ball. Ro- well, actually, NFL does a pretty good job, it's more baseball, but it's good to see someone already signs. You can get excited about, you know, I think the conversation, new look. Yeah, yeah I think the conversations were had too because, again, something that I didn't like that JJ did, but the Texans are so fucked. JJ went yeah. to the media and said, I don't like this, and I'm Captain America. And I get to <laughs> the say Texans what, are probably going to be I one get of the worst teams whenever I want. No, you don't. <laughs> Deal with it internally, and I get. I understand you didn't get that. They didn't, you know. I can't. Well, anyway. That's, Baker uh, of the Cardinals, JJ that's our That's our Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and JJ Watt rundown. That's the end of episode nine, I believe. Great episode. Uh, great episode. Very a lot passionate. Of fire. Oh, a lot yeah. of fire. We learned Brian slash Polar Bear. I think hate is appropriate for JJ Watt. Fuck there's yeah. some there's some hate there. <laughs> uh talk Kobe logo. We got a lot of good stuff there. A lot of passion on both fronts. Almost and, cried. And we got UFC on Saturday. So we covered a lot of ground. Uh important to note, however, uh, if you can uh, subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple. Follow us on Instagram at Sports Banter, no O, Sports Banter, you get me. Mm-hmm. And throw us some ratings on Apple as well. We've got about 14 right now. Solid five stars. Hey now. Love it. Gotta love that shit. Just so anything you guys can do for us, absolutely love it. Throw some comments on Apple Podcasts as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Throw us some reviews. reviews if, if you, you hate will. it, like give us some shit. If yeah. you love it, you know, give us some shit. Love it. <laughs> um. But yeah, appreciate all the support and let's uh, let's keep it rolling, everybody. We're all in this shit together. That's right. And for episode nine, sports banter. Out. Out.